Hello everyone, welcome back to the It Gets Worse podcast. I'm Lois and today I'm joined with my sister Rose because she loves true crime as well and I think she would be a really good addition to the podcast. (laughs) She's pulling a really stupid face right now. Um, So how is everyone? I'm doing good apart from the fact that I literally had to plunge a toilet full of poop today. (laughs) Um... I'm yeah apart from that though I'm good how are you Rose I also went to the gym today so that's good so how are you good you need to speak louder say you're good oh my god she's being really difficult (laughs) good that's good um so today we're doing the Madeline McCann case do you know anything about the Madeline McCann case no little bit you know a little bit how much do you know actually we'll get into that we're, we will get into that um so the madeline mccann case is actually the most heavily reported on missing person case in history according to the daily telegraph why because i don't know we'll kind of get into that a lot of people think it's because she is like a white kind of upper middle class mm-hmm. it's a white upper middle class family But we really don't know. So, Kate McCann is the mother. And she graduated from the University of Dundee with a degree in medicine. Do you know where Dundee is? No. You don't? No. Yeah, do you know where Dundee is? No. You you don't? No. Rose. How? why, Why would I know where Dundee is? Rose. It's like a really famous city in scotland or something just move on and tell me right so she graduated from the university of dundee with a degree in medicine um and she is currently a gp do you know what a gp is no <laughs> <laughs> it's like a general practitioner as in like a doctor so you know when you just go to down the road to the doctors okay. it's like that that person that you see if okay. you like have a I don't know, scratch on your face or something. (laughs) Anyway, so Jerry McCann, the father, graduated from the University of Glasgow. Do you know where Glasgow is? Yeah. Where is it? It's in... Glasgow, America. No, it's in Scotland, Rose. Okay. 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 (laughs) Also a really, like, major city. That's fine. He graduated from the University of Glasgow with a bachelor's in sports. In sports science, actually, in 1989. Um, And he received a medical degree in 2002. I don't know where the medical degree was, probably from the same university. And he's currently a cardiologist consultant. Do you know what that is? (laughs) No. I don't either. It's something to do with the heart. So, Madeline McCann was born on May the 12th in 2003. Um... So, fun fact, I think she was actually a Taurus. <laughs> yeah, because everyone really needs to know that. But well, it's just interesting. It's like a major part of the case. Can okay. literally solve everything. Okay, so she was born in the same year as me, 2003, um, in Leicester, um, which is a city in the East Midlands in Leicestershire. Um, she had blonde hair, blue-green eyes, and she had a rare dark blemish in the iris of her right eye it's very Mm. interesting actually um and she had 
twin siblings called Sean and Emily who were born in 2005. And she disappeared on the night of May the 3rd in 2007 after being left alone in an apartment with two siblings. Isn't having blonde hair and blue eyes, like, really? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Really what? I don't know. Like, a lot of people like it. Like, like it? Oh, you mean, like, as in, like, 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 um, you mean as in, like, I don't know. I don't want to say desirable, because that's That's not really what I'm trying to say (laughs) but like it she could have been like more kind of valuable desire yeah valuable i guess in the eyes of i don't know a kidnapper or whoever because of that i really don't know though i've kind of heard that in places i don't understand it obviously because i'm not a kidnapper but um (laughs) (laughs) i don't know anyway on the 28th of april 2007, um, the McCanns and their three children arrived in Portugal at the Ocean Club complex in Praia de Luz, um, and seven of their friends also joined them on holiday, who became known as the Tapas Seven, and they are just very famous. Do you know what Tapas is? Yeah, I know what Tapas (laughs) is. Just checking. So that's where it took place. In the Algarve region, prior to lose, and they flew there from England, obviously. Um, okay, so the 3rd of May 2007, we're getting into a timeline now. Over breakfast, Madeline asks parents why they didn't come when she was crying the night before. Um, and a lot of people think that that's this really is weird. like, yeah, I mean. So they were basically left alone in the apartment the whole time. And then the parents would go and, like, check on them in shifts, all the kids, which is, yeah, really bad. Um, Yeah, Rose is pulling, like, a really, like, disgusted face right now. (laughs) (laughs) They had three children as well. I know. All under the age of, like, five, which is crazy. Um, So, yeah... So a lot of people think that she was crying because the kidnapper tried to come in that night but failed and then because Madeline saw and started crying. But I don't really I don't I think that's rubbish. What? Because like she could be crying for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I don't know. Um during the day, the kids go to a kids' club while Jerry and Kate have a tennis lesson and they also spend time by the pool. Sounds nice. <laughs> and 7pm, the parents get ready to go out. The twins are put in a travel court next to Madeline's bed and the children are settled. Um, the adults, as in, like, including all of the Tapas 7, devised a rotor system to check on all of their children during the evening. And the shutters, so on in the apartment, this is, the shutters outside the bedroom are closed and the window is closed. The door is left slightly open. The bedroom door is left slightly open. So... Yeah. 
so the way that the apartment is is that basically there's like a street and I think it's a one-way street and then the apartment is kind of adjacent to it is that is that what adjacent means I don't know so the apartment is right next to the street and it's the most exposed apartment and the kitchen and the living area window looks out onto the street and then um the twins and Madeline's bedroom looks out on the window looks out to the front entrance of the house and so does the kitchen and then the parents room is right next to the kids room but that it's kind of on the other side so it looks so you couldn't even see from the tapas restaurant where the parents were you couldn't even see the window of the kids bedroom basically why would you do that right? <laughs> leave your three children in an in a unlocked apartment by, by themselves. I know. It's really, really not a good idea. So the McCanns and friends had resort staff leave a note in um, the resort message book reserving a table each night for 8.30pm and it was the same table. I also watched on a documentary that there was like... Um, like some sort of wind shield thing blocking the view from the table to the apartment so it was blocked by a thing so that also is a bit dodgy and the tapas restaurant is i can't even read my own writing 100 yards away from the apartment or 180 feet at 8:30 p.m. Kate and Jerry left their apartment to go to the restaurant with their friends so the patio doors were unlocked and the curtains were closed previous nights they used the front door to um check on the children but like they had to unlock it and lock it and that was just too noisy and it woke the children so that's why they decided to like leave the door why would you leave your children there in the first place I don't know. Like, so they could get hurt as well. Mm, I guess it was just easy. <clears throat> like, the easiest option. At 9.05pm, Jerry returned to the apartment to check on the children, and he noticed that the position of the bedroom door was slightly different to how he left it. And he walked in and sees, and saw all three children fast asleep, so he returned to the restaurant. At 9.15pm, another parent called Jane Tanner checks on her children. And the McCanns' friends all rented apartments in the same block as them, but the McCanns, like I said, was the most exposed unit to the outside. The outside world. Um, and so Jane Tanner, around quarter past nine saw a man carrying a child wearing pink pyjamas down the street, um, which were the same as Maddie's. But six years later, the Metropolitan Police concluded that this was just a British man carrying his own daughter home from a crash. And a crash is basically just like a nanny service. 
So they did have a nanny service, which they could have put the children in, but they decided to just leave them there. Mm. Yeah. At 9.30pm, um, the McCann's friend, Matthew Oldfield, offered to check on the McCann's children as he checked on his own. Which, and his apartment was right next door, so it was easier for him to just check on the children. And he returned and said everything was as it should be. He didn't go all the way into the bedroom, though. He only, like, peered in through the door. And Maddie's bed couldn't be viewed from where he was standing because basically her bed was, like, right next to the door. Mm. So he just peered in, didn't really look properly. And at 10pm, Kate McCann returned to the apartment to check on the kids and noticed that the bedroom door was fully open. She went to close it slightly and a breeze slammed it shut. This makes her go into the room and she noticed that the window in the room was open, the shutters were up and Madeline was missing. She ran back to the restaurant, leaving the twins in the apartment and she exclaimed, they've taken her. Which is very interesting. <laughs> she left the twins in the apartment. I know. She left the twins in the apartment and she said they've taken her. Like, who's they? Mm. Dodgy. You think that's dodgy? Yeah. Or do you just think it's, like, something she said in the heat of the moment and was just, like... Because mm. what... Would I you really... Know. Would you really be thinking... Would you really be putting a lot of thought into your words? Or would you just be saying, like, oh, my God, just trying to get your point across, as in, like, she's gone? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. So they called the police because Jane Tanner said she'd seen a man with a little girl. And she immediately told reception that, and they called police at 10.15pm. Police arrived at 1030 Later on, the National Criminal Investigation Unit arrived. The police conducted a search immediately. Using dogs, hotel staff and guests joined. Jerry and Kate stayed in the apartment. Cadaver dogs um, alerted to the parents. Oh my god, Rose, stop. Sorry, she's being really annoying. So, yeah, they conducted a search immediately and the dogs basically alerted to the parents' room next to the wardrobe. Behind the sofa, against the window, in the living room, and also they sniffed out human blood behind the sofa. Mm. Also in the parents' rented car boot and human um, blood. My car boot? Yeah, human blood. No, the cadaver dogs sniffed out human blood and a cadaver in the boot. What's the cadaver? A dead body. Oh. And Madeline's DNA was collected from behind the sofa as well. But I don't know. Do you remember when we were younger, we used to play behind the sofa? In, remember in the lounge? Yeah. We had, like, we would, would there, 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 we'd always be moving the sofas, like, back and forth, just playing behind them. So I don't know. Maybe she was just playing behind it or something. Err. Uh, police officers. Err. Uh -huh. <laughs> Also did not wear gloves or protective clothing during the search, which is kind of dumb, isn't it? Yeah, that's really bad. Really dumb. You should at least wear gloves. Yeah. In a crime scene. Mm, not good. Also, 
I watched like a documentary and basically it was about cadaver dogs and there was this one cadaver dog and basically they put a drop of human blood in the middle of a sheet and then they washed the sheet and then they put it among like 10 other sheets yes yeah so they put it among 10 other sheets and the dog was able to sniff out which sheet had the drop of human blood on even after it had been washed and they alerted to the exact spot on the sheet where the blood was Mm. so like cadaver dogs and um, bloodhounds are very reliable so it's very interesting that they sniffed out all those places the apartment wasn't sealed off as a crime scene as well and people were just walking in and out which contaminated the scene They didn't alert border police that Madeline was missing until the next day. Interpol didn't put out a global missing persons alert until five days after the disappearance as well, which is the International Criminal Police Investigation. Right. Okay. So, Rose, no one wants to hear it. Rose. (laughs) Okay, so apartment 5A. The wind is howling low. <laughs> Rose. What? I'm trying. Can you just be serious? <laughs> right. Apartment 5A was empty for one month and it was rented to tourists and then sealed off again for forensic testing. And people staying at the resort were not interviewed. People later on contacted police themselves, which is really bad police work, isn't it, Rose? Rose! <laughs> you have to listen. No. Start again. No. It's, re- it's just really bad police work in this case, basically. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me like that. It's basically like, yeah, they just weren't doing their jobs properly. And it's pretty, co- it's common sense like, to not, um, contaminate a crime scene, and they basically did that, and they're police, so that's bad. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot of people contaminated the scene. Yeah, it should have been sealed off, basically. Um, the first 24 to 48 hours are crucial in an investigation, because, um, Rose, what happened? I didn't do anything. Oh my god. Oh. I thought my phone just like turned off. Yeah, basically it's really crucial because the likelihood that a missing person is still alive just gets lower and lower. And like most in most cases if the person isn't found after like 48 or like 72 hours or something, they're basically usually dead, which is mm-hmm. not good. So on the 4th of May, the McCanns made an appeal which could have helped or hindered the case. They described the sadness and despair they felt and pleaded for their daughter back. Do you think it helped or hindered the case, like, going publicly and begging for their child back? What do you think? I think it would have helped because, like, more people would know about it than they'd, like, Yeah, it would have spread the word and yeah. got her face out there. But also, it could have, like, got the 
kidnapper are like kind of worried and being like oh my god they're on my back i need to like really like hide it and like Mm, we need to get moving because they know yeah so yeah could have helped or hindered yeah and i guess not a lot of people would actually go after hearing that would actually go out and like yeah because what can you do yeah i mean you keep an eye out i guess but Mm -hmm. So on the thirtieth of May, Kate and Jerry McCann, be- is that, yeah McCann began a series of trips around Europe to look for their daughter. And they began their trip in Rome, where they met the Pope, because they were Catholics. The McCanns. On the seventh of September, Portuguese police announced that they believed the parents were involved in the disappearance, naming them Arguidos, which means suspects. But on the 17th of July, the Arguido status was lifted. That was in 2008, the 17th of July in 2008. There have been many false sightings in Madeline and false alarms when it comes to her being found. I've heard that a theory on, I saw in TikTok loads of people saying that Selena Gomez is Madeline McCann. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard that one. Because they look similar, apparently. Yeah, but Madeline McCann has blue eyes. Weird. Like, I'm pretty sure. No, but... no Madeline McCann is my age as well. <laughs> and Selena Gomez is, like, 30. I don't know. We just... That's... People are weird. Anyway... 27th of April 2017. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. I think it was, you know, the person who plays Arya in Pretty Little Liars. I think it was her that they said it was. Not Selena Gomez. No. Still, she's older than me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, 27th of April 2017, Metropolitan Police had ruled out there only four suspects. So they had no one. Um, more than eleven million pounds has been spent on the Metropolitan Police inquiry, known as Operation Grange, since it began in two thousand and eleven. Eleven million pounds. That's like a lot of money. <laughs> like yeah. a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Just on finding this one little girl. Yeah, like there's so many there's so many missing person cases yeah we just don't and that's also why people think that the parents didn't do it Mm. because would they have spent that much money yeah if they already know what happened to her so 2017 Jenny Murad, mother of Robert Murad who was a a suspect in the case but was also ruled out but he became a translator in the case, asked many questions, and newspapers became suspicious of him. He, um, She told... So, Robert Murad's mum told B- the BBC that she had driven past apartment 5A that night and seen a young woman in a plum-coloured top acting suspiciously outside apartment 5A. Um, and she saw a small brown rental car driving the wrong way down the one-way street next to the apartment. And the Murads also live near the resort. What were you going to say? 
I was did for parents spend eleven million pounds or did for the police people? It was just like money raised for her. Oh, I see. From like I don't know, donations or given by the government or whatever. The government. Yeah. So the parents didn't spend their own money. It was like I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of money. But that's like a lot for a missing persons case. Um, I don't know how much money is usually spent on a missing person's case, but I don't think it's anywhere near eleven million pounds. So that's a lot of money. So now let's talk about theories. My first theory is that the parents did it. So according to police case files, Jerry stated in his first interview on the 4th of May, 2007, that the couple checked on the children using the locked front door. But on May the 10th, he said he used the patio door, which was unlocked. So there's inconsistencies in their stories. Also, the twins were not woken by the commotion in the apartment. Like, they, everyone was frantic looking for Madeline, and the twins weren't, like, woken. So, everyone thinks maybe that the kids were given drugs. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's that whole theory that, like, the parents gave the kids drugs to help them sleep. Um, and then, like, that's how Madeline died, because she was given too much. Oh, yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. the, and the twins weren't woken. They could have... Um, and also, why did Kate leave the twins in the apartment after finding out that Madeline was gone? She probably was just, like, so sh- shaken. Because she obviously didn't think it was going to happen if she would leave Madeline in the apartment. Mm. She probably was just very shocked and just wasn't thinking about the twins. Yeah, she probably just thought she walked off or something. Maybe. I don't know. No, but she told... She was like, they've taken her. Yeah, I guess because the window was open. So if she wandered off, the window wouldn't have been open. Yeah. Yeah, so why did she say they've taken her instead of Madeline's gone, Madeline's missing? Family doctor states that knowing how much the McCanns wanted a family, he doesn't believe they could be involved because I think they had problems with infertility. So, and they like really wanted kids and it took them ages to have kids. The McCanns also lied about being able to view the apartment from their dinner table because there was a windshield in the way. Blocking mm. their view. Well, that's understandable. Because <laughs> they... Because uh, I could get in re- trouble. Like, a lot of trouble with leaving their children in the apartment. Yeah, but we already know that they left the children. I thought you said they lied about it. They did. They lied about being able to see the apartment. Oh, yeah. They would have gotten in trouble for leaving uh, kids in the apartment. Yeah. No, like, after, when they were interviewed by police. Yeah, that's what I mean. They probably lied because they would have gotten in a lot of trouble. Yeah, but the police already knew that the kids were alone. No, but I mean, they would have gotten in more trouble. I don't think they would have gotten in more trouble. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, so they kind of lied. So Jerry contradicted himself quite a few times as well. Kate said she looked under the bed, but the space between the mattress and the floor was very small. You know, in like holiday homes, how they have those like beds where it's kind of like there's not a lot of space in between the like bed and the floor. Yeah. It's not like a bed like mine or yours or anything. It was that type of bed, so why would she check under there? In most cases, it is the people closest to the child who commit the crime. Yeah, I think that's accurate, actually. In most cases, it's, like, the parents. Which is really sad. They didn't try to preserve the crime scene, and it was changed by the time police had arrived as well. £11 million were spent um tour of europe they went all the way all the way to morocco so would they really have put all that effort into finding her if they already knew she was dead because they killed her they could have just really wanted it covered up <laughs> yeah um also there's the cadaver dog evidence which like shows that they're probably was a dead body in the apartment and blood so why would the cadaver dogs go out there uh, and the toy cat oh yeah cadaver dogs also alerted to the toy cat that was always carried by kate so madeline had a toy cat and then Kate was always carrying it around after she disappeared as, like, a symbol for Madeline. Um, they also alerted to Kate's clothes. Also, the only print on the window was Kate's handprint in the direction of opening the window. What? I think I was just feeling. <laughs> um, my s next theory is that it was a a planned attack, a planned kidnapping by a staff member in the resort. During the day, the tapas restaurant serves more as a pool slash bar area to guests. And during the day, there would be a receptionist who controlled entry into the area. The same applies for the pool. At night... Um, the receptionist isn't there. Outside guests could attend. Isn't like random people from all over the town could just come to the resort. Though one waiter said this was extremely rare and this hardly ever happened. So it's unlikely that like people who weren't actually staying at the resort saw the book with all the things. You know saw the book that said that the McCann's and their friends oh. were booking the table. Yeah. So that makes it seem more like it was a staff member. 
a staff member would have been recognised though by a colleague um, as having been there that night even if it was their day off wait that makes no sense no because I think the staff members stayed at the resort so I don't know they would have been recognised basically mm. even if it was their day off But staff would have known the kids were alone. If they knew when and where to kidnap a child, and they were well organised, why would they only take Madeline as well? Well, I guess the more kids you take, the more, like, risky it is. But still. Yeah, like, kids are hard to manage. (laughs) (laughs) My next theory is that it was a theft gone wrong opportunistic crime like that in psychology (laughs) in an interview with a waiter from the tapas restaurant he stated that there are more frequent thefts from the apartments and many members of staff reported that there were like a lot of theft cases of theft happening in the apartment the apartments so it could have been like a robber came in just to steal some stuff and then Madeline saw them so he took or he or she took the took Madeline I keep thinking you're talking about Madeline Madeline because yeah our other sister is called Madeline and it's spelled the same as well I think it's very likely that someone came in to rob like a robber came in. <laughs> yeah. Madeline used to be, like, really scared of the Madeline McCann case because she used to think that they were, like, coming for her because <laughs> when she was younger, she used to have really blonde hair and oh, yeah. she kind of looks like Madeline McCann. <laughs> yeah. And, like... <laughs> and, obviously, they have the same name. And Yeah. So, either they weren't expecting the children to be in the apartment and Madeline woke up and she saw them and then they panicked and took her. Or they had just heard Madeline crying and they just went into the apartment and took her. Just, like, randomly. Just, like, without planning it. Oh, I've got more information on the parents. Oh, basically just the police try to portray the parents as suspects. And you can't really, like, believe anything that the PJs, which is the Portuguese police, I think, say, because they tried to, like, paint the parents as suspects. And the Portuguese media as well was very against the parents. Very biased. And they even made up information about them as well. Why? Hmm? Why? don't know they just wanted to like I think they just wanted to like solve the case and the easiest like people to pin it on was the parents so they just made it seem like it was them yeah I don't know why they would do that so the most recent kind of theory is that it was a German man called Christian Bruckner I do not know how to say that Basically, in 2017, he was arrested in 
messiness, I think. My writing's really messy. I think that's what it's called. Um, in Portugal for flashing a playground. That is really disturbing. Ew, that's disgusting. I know. He also raped a 72-year-old woman in Praia de Luz in 2005. Oh. Yeah, not nice. Really messed up guy. He was named the main suspect in the McCann case in 2020. 2020. Why did I say 2020? Um, he lived in the Algarve from 1995 to 2007 and resided in a house in Praia de Luz. So he was there at the time of the kidnapping. Um, in 2015, Bruckner was investigated in the disappearance of a German girl who vanished in the woods on a family picnic. So kind of in the same circumstances as Madeleine McCann. Um, child abuse material was found inside his camping van. Ew, that's disgusting. He is in prison, but has not been charged in relation to the McCann case. That's good, he should be in prison. Yeah, he's disgusting. He is guilty of something. Guilty of a lot. He should not flash playground. Shouldn't rape... Rape. No. Shouldn't rape old women. You shouldn't do anything like that. It's very disturbing and not a nice man. So, my next theory. This is really confusing. My notes are so confusing because I've put random, then next to it I've put planned. Then I've put this is the one I believe. So, I don't know. Um, we'll see. What what I meant by that. Around the time of Madeline's disappearance, a man knocked on a British tourist's door. Um, who, and this house that kind of had this attack happen, um, was not far from the Ocean Club. And this man was, like, asking for money for an orphanage, and he told a story of three British children who were orphaned in a fatal car crash. And in Port- and they were in a Portuguese orphanage, which doesn't make any sense, because why would British children be put in a Portuguese orphanage? They should be sent home if that happened. And um, this British tourist saw the same man lingering around a creche on the beach, which, like, do you remember a creche is a nanny service? So mm. very dodgy. Um, there were four incidences of a different man with the same claims on the day of disappearance. A man also knocked on the door of a house in Praia de Luz, and the woman of the house answered with her three-year-old daughter. He told the same orphanage story, but had his eyes fixed on the little girl. Ew. Imagine, that's so creepy. Uh. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, yeah. Following the following day, the woman went upstairs to do some laundry and came back down to find the same man with her daughter. Oh my god. And he ran away. Oh my god. What an absolute freak. <laughs> I could that must be so scary. I'd literally move house. 
Me too. I would literally gal there. That is so scary. Oh my god. Yeah, I'd immediately leave. I'd move house. I'd sell the house and I'd move like to the other side of the country. I would move country. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. <laughs> I would move to France. I'd France. Move. Yeah. Um, but they found this man and he had nothing to do with it. So it would have been easy to survey the apartment. Still put him in prison. Yeah. Well, you can't really put him in prison for that. <laughs> um, a well-organised group could have, like, kidnapped her. Portugal is used to transport people through Europe for exploitation because, like, it's close to North African countries, so people can be smuggled like, from one continent to the next because Portugal is, like, right on the... 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 <laughs> is that the word? Yeah, basically, we can take boats from North Africa to Portugal and smuggle them into Europe. Yeah. So that's really sad. Basically, that is the end of the case. What do you think happened to her, Rose? I think someone came in to rob the house and then... Madeline saw them, so they just decided to kidnap her. I do you think, think? Yeah, I think that's the most logical reason. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But the parents are very dodgy as well. <laughs> the parents are dodgy? Yeah. I think the parents are always dodgy. Yeah. Actually, no, that's not true. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of the John Bonet Ramsey case. Yeah. Where people are, like, suspicious of the parents, but you're like, could they? Yeah. No. I don't think the majority... I don't think the parents did it. In either cases? No. I don't think the parents did it in this. They just have no reason to. Well, no, it could have just been, like, they covered up her death because they gave her the drugs to help her sleep. What do you think? I don't know. Oh, I think it was. I think it has to do with human trafficking. Yeah. It's sadly, I think that's probably what it is, and I think it was like. Why won't they take the other two though? If it was human trafficking. I don't know. Maybe they would have been too, just like too much work. Mm. They were one. Yeah, that's true. And like one year olds are basically just babies, and babies are a lot of work. That w- that's what I was thinking of when I said when I was going on about a blonde hair, blue eyes thing, human trafficking. Human trafficking. Yeah, like do yeah, a guess. lot of people who do that, they look out for people with blonde hair, blue eyes. Maybe. Cause I always hear. I you. guess. Yeah, maybe. Cause on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Yeah. This person was saying that she would have been... Like, her mum could have sold her when she was younger because she has really, like, blue eyes. 
and like really <laughs> no, light she hair. Wouldn't, she wouldn't have sold no, her but own she, daughter though. No, You'd have to be like no, literally. No, no, no. She said she, um, her mum could have got a lot of money for her. Because but they were already rich. They were both doctors. Oh, right. And no. why you'd have to be like really evil to sell your own child into <laughs> if you don't want the child, I know, but they had three Stuff. children, and like you just can't. I'm not saying that they would have, I'm just saying, I know, but I just don't think they did. You know, the um, Black Widow movie was that human trafficking, you know, when... it kind of is like human trafficking. Because they were, like, from young age put into, like, I don't know. No, it wasn't. It was different. Are you sure? Yeah. Wasn't it, like, a mafia? Are you sure? Oh, wait, no, because they were making them into those. Yeah. Fighter people. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know what happened to that, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just don't think that she would have sold her daughter. Anyway, why does everyone blame it on the mum? Everyone talks about, like, Kate, and it's the same in the JonBenet Ramsey case. Everyone, like, is suspicious of the mum. But that would be so... I'd feel so sad if people were blaming me for my daughter's death. Yeah. I'd literally... Well, the whole thing's really sad in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd get really annoyed. Obviously. <laughs> I don't know. What do I think happened? <gasps> I think it was... Yeah, human trafficking. Yeah. I think it probably was an organised group. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? No. Okay. <laughs> Guys, thank you everyone for watching. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Say thank you for watching. Thank you for watching. Wait, we're saying watching. You can't Listen. watch. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Um, Leave a rating and a review if you can. I don't know what you can leave a rating and review on. I don't know. And then, and also... Follow me. Sharp. (laughs) (laughs) Follow me on Instagram, which is underscore Lolo, underscore IS, underscore 003. And also follow the It Gets Worse podcast Instagram, because that's actually a good one. I really like doing that Instagram. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Shut up.